how grace teaches us to go after righteousness, after godliness. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the other way I see it, being zealous of good works. You know, God always wants to be glorified at all times. And every time you took a step and you stand for him, God moves on our behalf. Praise God. So be zealous of doing what God expects to be done at any place where you are. Be that person that stand for God no matter what. Never ever keep quiet when it's time for you to speak for God. God wants um, people who stand for him. Who stand for him. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's a scripture I've shared with um, the intercessors in, in the Old Testament where the children of Israel, they had gone out of the will of God. They were taking the women from, from the, other, the other people, and they were from the Moabites, and they would bring them, the women, to, to the camp of the Israelites. And knowing that God told them that you must never, ever take the women from the Moabites to, to, the, to the camp. And then they were doing it. They were doing it and God was not happy with them. One of Aaron's sons, this is what happened. One of the guys went to the Moabites and he's coming in. They had this place where they called them the, the tent of the meeting where they gather, where they will gather and then Moses will talk to them and then God will come and talk to Moses. So every time if God is coming to talk to Moses, it will only be Moses. Everyone will be standing in their houses. So here comes this guy. He's coming with a woman that is a Moabite. And at the same time, Moses was with the, was in the tent of the meeting with the other with the elders of the Israel and they were talking about the same issue. And then when this guy come, one of Aaron's sons saw him and he took a step. He knew that God does not want us to do, to do this. He took, he took a step, he grabbed that guy and the woman and he took them a bit to another tent far from where Moses was and he killed them. He killed them right away. What is amazing about that is that God was very happy with that guy who killed those two people. The Bible, God said that he stood for my name. He stood for what I stand for. You know, for me, that is being zealous of doing the will, you know, doing what God wants. So, Everywhere you are, in your department where you're serving, if things are not done the way God wants it to be done, what do you say? Do you keep quiet or do you correct? While you're there and you know the truth, you know what's supposed to be done. Do you keep quiet or you speak for God? We need to learn to speak for God. 
We need to learn to speak for God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, for me, that is being zealous of good works. Now that you're born again, who do you represent? Do you know who you represent? Do you know what God is expecting from you? Do you do, after you know what he's expecting, do you do it? When God has given you something to do, do you follow through and do what he wants you to do? Or you always have excuses? I've learned to stand for Jesus. I've learned it. And those that know me, they know that I stand for him. No matter what. Praise God. The, the greatest thing about that is that after you stand for him, he moved on your behalf. Oh, I tell you. He moved. I think God just, you know, he just get, he just, he just, you know, because when you stand for him, it's another way of worshiping him, of, of praising him. You're lifting him up when you're standing for him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's stand for, learn to stand for Jesus, no matter what. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, some of the things that I will say, I've said them on Sunday on our message. That the gospel of good news is the gospel of God's grace. Praise God. And I said on Sunday that grace is not a teaching or a subject, school subject that we have to learn, but grace is a person. And that person is our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that when he walked this earth, he was full of grace and truth. So when you see him, you are seeing the fullness of grace. So for us this month to experience that fullness of grace, we really need to keep our eyes on him, to learn about him. How much do you know about Jesus? How much do you know about him? How much have you learned about him? Have you taken time to study the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Because those are the books that will reveal him as a person to us. And if we, we understand him, if you understand him as a person, it will be easy for him to understand him as a God. Praise God. So it's important that you study Jesus. This grace is wrapped up in him. Everything about it is in him. Praise God. Because all that we talk about, forgiveness, it came because he came. The riches that we are looking for, it came because he became poor so that we can be rich. Everything about, about grace is in Jesus. We were forgiven of our sins because he went to the cross. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have been forgiven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the person of Jesus and this grace is the power of God unto our salvation in every area of our lives. So where do you need to be saved? You know, salvation is a very big word. 
we are saved from our sins. After we are saved from our sins, some of us, we are looking for salvation in our finances, salvation in our marriages, you know, to be, you know, to be liberated from that situation. It is only through Jesus where we can get that salvation. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So grace, I said here, it's, a, it's God's character because it came because of the love and the mercy that God had for us. So it's God's favor towards the unworthy. We did not deserve it. Pastor said it on Sunday. We did not deserve it. But grace came because of the love that God had for us. Because we did not do anything for the grace to come into our lives. We don't have to do anything even now for us to receive more of that grace. So grace is not based on our works. We don't have to do anything now for us to enjoy that grace. Praise God. The only person who has to do something for them to enjoy the grace is the one who's not born again. They just need to receive salvation and move from where they are and they come to the grace. Then from there onwards, you just enjoy the grace of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, like Pastor was saying that people say that um, grace is a license for people to sin. That is just a lie from hell. Because the devil knows that when we understand grace, we will enjoy our lives. You will have peace. And he doesn't want people to have that. Grace does not give anyone permission to sin. But grace helps us not to sin. The more, think about it, the more you look on Jesus, every day you keep on looking on Jesus. You know, knowing that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I keep on looking. You, how do you look? I said it. You look by studying the word. So every time you study the word, you take time to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I mean, it does not matter what kind of sin you are committing. Before you know it, you won't have appetite for that thing. You wouldn't even have to be prayed for. Praise God. But the more you look, the Bible says that the more we look, the more we are changed. Hallelujah. So that's what you have to do. Any sin that you may be struggling with, just look unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Praise God. Just keep your eyes there. Study God's word. Take time to pray. Keep confessing. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin does not have dominion over me. I cannot be controlled by sin, but I'm above sin. Praise the Lord. So you keep saying that before you know it, you won't do it again. I mean, I make example by myself how I used to like watching soapies, TV, but I don't have any interest at the moment. None. None. And I don't know how it happened. 
One thing I know is that it was not my ability. Because by myself, I couldn't have done it. But one thing I look and say, maybe it's because of this, is because I spend more time in prayer. So when you spend more time doing the things of the spirit, the things of the world, they fall off. They just fall off. If there's a sickness in your body, the more you study the way, the more you keep on praying, you, you, you know, that sickness will just fall off. It will just fall off. So I don't know what you want to change in your life. What is it that you want to correct in your life? Whether it's a bad habit or it's a sin that you're struggling with, my advice to you is that spend time in God. Spend time in God. You know, every time you go to that secret place to pray, God is waiting. Do you know God is always waiting? Throughout the day, from morning to night, until you sleep, God is waiting to hear your voice. He's waiting. When is she coming? When is she coming? I wish she can come today. And the moment you enter there, the Bible says that he daily loads us with benefits. Imagine if you go every morning, every morning before you do anything, you go in that secret place and you say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I'm here. Lord, I'm here. And when you're there, you focus your eyes on Jesus. You're not distracted by what is happening in your life. You're not distracted by your needs. You're not distracted by your problems. When you're there, be fully there. Be fully there. Hallelujah. If you're starting, even if it's 15 minutes, but if you're fully there with all your heart, I tell you, you leave that place with benefits. You leave that place, anything that is not of God, it will just fall off. You will not have to do anything. The same way we receive salvation, we didn't have to do anything. The same way we deal with issues of this life, we don't have to do anything but focus on him. I don't know if for you, prayer is a struggle, it's a work, because prayer is not supposed to be work. I don't know if for, you, if for you studying the word is work. If it is work, then you are not operating under grace. Because when you are operating under grace, prayer will never be work for you. Prayer, it will be time of enjoying a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And you will hunger for it. If you don't do it, you will know there's something I didn't do today. Because you enjoy it. If by any chance it is work, there's something wrong. That's why we're saying that it is not work for you to get anything. It is a relationship. It is a relationship. How is your relationship with Jehovah? How is your relationship with the Lord Jesus? You know what? We like to complicate things. But we, take, we do these things all the time. Those that are married here, if you're here and you're married, you know, if your husband doesn't talk to you for the whole day, she's like, why is he not calling? Why is he not calling? What's happening? What's happening? That's the same way God is waiting for you. The same way you're saying, why is he not calling? God is waiting. Why is she not coming? Because when God created you, he wanted a friend. He wanted a friend. Somebody who will talk to him. 
to him all the time. So under this grace, we don't work, but we rest. You rest. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know what? If you get to that point, <laughs> that point of rest, that's where I am now. Because I can't pray for my needs. I don't know how to do it. Every time I'm on my knees and I'm saying, there's this issue, and I want to say it, the Lord closed my eyes, my mouth. He just, he just closed my mouth all the time. All the time. And I find myself praying for other people. Why? Because I'm resting. I'm resting. I'm not struggling. I'm not fighting with anyone. There's no fight I'm fighting. But I'm resting in him. I'm resting in him. Hey, you see, when you're resting in him, you understand that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You just know it. You don't have time to be screaming to God concerning your needs. Every time you're crying there, it's because you're praying for somebody. Because you have that assurance in your heart that the Lord has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I like nothing. I like nothing. And when you do, when you, when you, when you live your life like that, you will have all that you need. Everything will just come to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brethren, we are living in a very difficult time. You have to look for God. You have to look for God and not nothing else. You have to look for God. You have to look for God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, I've already said it, that in his grace, God is willing to forgive us and bless us abundantly. He is He has already forgiven you. God has already forgiven you. When Jesus went to the cross, he died for all our sins. He didn't die for the sins that we commit today or yesterday. He died for all our sins. So the Lord has already forgiven you. Praise the Lord. Because think about this. If we say that we are going to ask for forgiveness, to be forgiven, what about the sins we commit unknowingly and we don't ask for forgiveness? Do you have that? Do you know there's something like that? Maybe you don't commit sins unknowingly, but I know I'm not perfect. <laughs> I make mistakes. Praise God. And I'm resting because I know that even when I commit sins by mistakes that I'm not going to go to God and say, forgive me. I know that even those, there's a grace to be forgiven for them. He forgive me even for forgetting. For forgetting to say, I'm sorry, I'm already forgiven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we need to 
fully understand this grace. It's available for every one of us. It's available for every one of us. Praise God. So I said here, said here, grace justified us before a holy God. Hallelujah. We are justified. Praise God. To be justified means that you are not guilty. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So not at any time, never go to God and feel condemned. Don't even condemn yourself. You must not, you know, the Bible tells us that the devil is the one who is the accuser of the brethren. So every time you do something wrong, the only person who will want to condemn you, it is the devil. So you must remind him when he condemn you, when he reminds you of the things that you did, just tell him, devil, look at the cross. There is Jesus. He was hanged for me. You cannot condemn me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't condemn yourself. Pastor said it, that even others, let's not condemn one another. Let's love one another. Let's show love among one another. Praise the Lord. If somebody, if you know that somebody is doing something wrong, that it's wrong, it's sin, they're committing sin, which we are not saying that grace gives you the right to do. What you do, you can just call the brother aside and explain to them that God loves you. This is what you must do. Stay in God. Don't run away from God. God loves you as you are. As you are. Just come to him. Just come to him. Because, you know, when we condemn one another, anyone who's been condemned, you're pushing them away from God. You're pushing them away from God. Tomorrow, that person won't even want to come to church because you just reminded them of something that the Holy Spirit has been convicting them about it. Praise God. So let's not condemn one another. We are ministry of love. Let's show love. Do anything to show love. Let the love of God prevail in everything that you do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Grace provides us access to God and to communicate and fellowship with Him. It gives us that access to fellowship with Him to fellowship with the Lord. You have to take time to fellowship with the Lord. The time of prayer is not only when you have needs, when you want to ask him something. Hallelujah. Praise God. So grace give us that access. I told you grace is Jesus. That's what he brought to us. He gave us access. The Bible says that come boldly boldly with that confidence to the throne of grace where you will find mercy and find grace in time of need. Hallelujah. So you go with that confidence because grace has made it possible. Amen. 
Grace is made it possible so that, that we can call our God, Abba, Father. We can now call him Father. Oh, do you know he's your father? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you know, do you understand? You know, Paul prayed a prayer that we might know how wide, how deep, how high is the love of God that surpasses all human understanding. That is the love of God, the love of God that brought us this grace that we're talking about. So rest, you know, be confident that God loves you. Do you are you confident? Do you know that God loves you? As you are, just as you are. With whatever mistakes, faults. Hallelujah. Praise God. With tattoos everywhere. Everywhere you're covered with tattoo, tattoos, God loves you. God loves you. With the earring in the tongue, God loves you. He loves everyone. If we understand that, it will be easy for us to win those that are out there. Because when you look at them, don't look at their tattoos. Don't see their tattoos. See a soul that God loves. And the soul that God is after. Knowing that you have a solution for that person. And who is that solution? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The answer to everything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. The first... Um, Thing I said, grace justified us. You can read Romans 3.24. And then the second one, you can read Ephesians 1 verse 6 and Hebrews 4 verse 16. Verse, um, Romans 4.14 to 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. He says, hold on to that faith that you have. Hold on to it. Hallelujah. He says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Amen. Jesus knows your weaknesses. Hallelujah. He knows your weaknesses. Praise God. I told you, you know, sometimes I just want to go to God and say, you know me, you know me, you know me. I'm here, Lord. You know my faults. You know my weaknesses. You know my strength. You know everything about me. There's nothing you don't know. That's why the Bible says that he, you know, even the things that we don't mention, the Lord blesses us with them. And he again says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever think or imagine. Do you understand that? Do you understand that scripture? Ah, I mean, the Bible is telling us that your thoughts, God established them unto you. 
You don't have to say it for him to do it. Oh, oh, thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes I, that's what I say to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, thank you for my thoughts that you have met everything I'm thinking about now. Everything, you know, my thoughts are established unto me. If you know that, you will now direct your mind to think the right thoughts. The thoughts that are good for you. Praise God. Not negative thoughts. You will not wake up and say, things are not going well for me. No. Not even, I mean, I said say. Think. You won't think about it. I said it. The devil cannot read your mind. He does not have that ability. He can't. You are the one who can use your mind. You know, you decide what you're going to dwell on. You decide what you're going to be thinking about. I'm going to think success. The Bible says that he's able to do it. I want to think prosperity. He's able to do it. The Bible also, he said that we have been given the mind of Christ. How can anyone have a mind of Christ and they're thinking negative thoughts? It's not possible. It's not possible. So every time negative thoughts are coming, cast them down. Remember the scripture? Casting down. Do you remember? Praise God. I think it's in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, I think. Where you cast down, you cast down every thought that exalts itself above God. So every negative thought that is not from God, you cast it down. Hallelujah. And you start thinking right. And when you're thinking right, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Meaning, if you think of an uno, he can give you a Mercedes Benz. Because he can do exceedingly above. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How is your thoughts? Check them out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, but we have one, meaning the high priest, who has been tempted, hallelujah, in every way. Jesus was tempted in every way. In every way. And then, just as we are, meaning we can be tempted sometimes, yet he did not sin. He did not sin. He was full of grace. He couldn't sin. And the Bible says that as he is, so are we. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we are just like him. Even we are tempted. Every time you are tempted, look at the cross. Look at Jesus hanging on that tree for you. And you refuse to be tempted. You refuse to be tempted. You tell yourself, I refuse to be tempted. 
I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I go after godliness. Amen. Hallelujah. I go after godliness. Then he says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. When you have a need, it's time for you to find grace. So I was saying that grace is available for you for everything. Everything. Grace is available. Don't ever, ever say, maybe you're sitting here thinking, no, you don't know what I'm going through. Hey, this is what is happening. Hey, 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 hey. Look at Jesus. He's the God of the impossibilities. There's nothing he cannot do. There's nothing. That's why it's important that you study the word. You study the word of God. And you know, you, you find out what this God is capable of doing. Because if you don't know, you might say that we are just telling you. No. He is capable of doing big things. Big things. The walls of Jericho. Go and read the, how the walls of Jericho fell. The walls they were not built by small, you know, these bricks that we use. I believe they were built by stones. Then they were building with stones. There were strong walls. But they fell down. And who did that? Is the Holy Spirit. And today, that same Spirit, He lives in you. The Bible says that He will vitalize your mortal bodies. He will quicken you up. If you give him the opportunity, there's nothing he cannot do for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have a good God. We have a great God. So the more you, you know, you fellowship with him, the more you have, you know, you renew your relationship with him, your intimacy with him, with God, continue to grow when you're fellowshipping with the Lord. Take time, you know, fellowship, you can worship, you can lift up your hands and just adore him. That is fellowship. Even you are in the shower, you're, you know, you're worshiping him. You're driving, you're worshiping him. Whatever, you know, just every opportunity you get to worship the Lord, use it. Use it because it's good for us. And I said, yeah, grace disciplines and train us to live in a way that honors God. That's what Pastor was teaching us on Sunday. That grace, it disciplines us and trains us to live in a way that honors God. That's the same scripture, Titus 2, 11 to 14. Please read it. Grace grants us immeasurable spiritual riches. Immeasurable spiritual riches. Grace grant us that. It grants us immeasurable spiritual riches. As told you that he became poor so that we can be rich. Jesus became poor so that we can be rich. Because when you're under grace, you'll find that you start being 
diligent in all that you do. That grace will color your life. Whatever you do, it just come right. And the Bible says is that the Lord will bless all the works of your hands. That is grace. So you keep on working. You keep on doing what you're doing. At work, at your business, you keep on doing it and knowing that the, the, the hand of God is mighty upon what I'm doing. Therefore, I will make progress. I will make progress. I will make progress. The Bible tells us that he's the one that who teaches us to create wealth. He teaches us. Grace teaches us. Allow grace to teach you. Allow grace to teach you. You know, there was a time in, uh, in my family, I could see that, yes, we are making, you know, money is coming in, but I could foresee that we are really not creating wealth for the next generation. And I inquired from the Lord. I started praying. I said, Lord, give me grace. Give us grace to create wealth for our children. Because sometimes you just get, you eat, you get, you eat. Do you understand? Actually, Pastor spoke about it on, on Sunday. Sometimes we just earn money, use it. Earn money, use it. No, ask for God to give you grace. Grace to create wealth. Ask him to give you grace to give to the Lord. Ah, I have to do that. And you know, when you do that, he will even give you ideas to plan. I think I shared it with Zisanda, how I gave my Thanksgiving offering last year. I started saving towards the Thanksgiving. I knew it's coming. I knew that Thanksgiving is coming. I must thank God in December. Then I started putting money. I mean, I started putting as small as 500 rand on the other account every month. And I said, Lord, I'm planning to give for, you for the Thanksgiving. And when Thanksgiving come, I had so much money. Then I inquired from the Lord, how much must I give? He didn't want to. He didn't say give everything. No. And I took what he says I must give and I give and I still have money left to use. God is not after your money. He's not after to take everything. He still wants you to enjoy it. But allow his grace to teach you. We are, now we are going to give our first food. We all knew that first food is going to come. So you plan, you plan, plan to honor God. It is not, it must not be like a surprise. What day are you going to tell God I didn't know? When we say first fruit, Lord, me, I didn't know. The Lord will just know, my child, you're lying. You knew. You knew even last year that in 2021, I must give my first fruit. So learn to plan. Plan for it. You want to grow from your finances. Give to God. There's no, unfortunately, I'm not going to say grace will, I don't know what must I say grace will do. <laughs> I must just tell you, you must give. <laughs> you must give. Give to God. If you start giving 100 rand, let me tell you, in the realm of the spirit, you're bigger than it. 
you're bigger than 100 rand. Meaning that you will never ever make 100 rand. Because you have honored God with a 100 rand. So if you want to remain small, let me go there because this topic of giving, if I go into it, I'll start telling you about your slender cows that you're bringing to the Lord. Praise God. But honestly, ask God for grace to give. Ask God to open your heart. I know that it's very, very difficult for many of us to release. But ask God to give you grace to give to him. Because you will have a very, you know, you will have a good life. You will have a good life. When you have conquered giving, you're done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, yeah, the next, my next point was that he gave us immeasurable spiritual riches. I've said that. Grace helps us in our everyday need. Pastors talked about that. Hebrews 4.16. Praise the Lord. So, grace helps us. You know, it, it, you know, when we were born again, <coughs> you know, we were, for, our sins were forgiven. So, the moment your sins are forgiven. If you understand that, my sins are forgiven today, tomorrow, forever. And then grace, I'm living under grace. You will not struggle to conquer uh, sicknesses. Because what brings sicknesses is sin. Amen? Sickness comes because sin came. So the moment you understand that, you have one, you have victory over sin. It will be easy for you to understand that you have victory over sicknesses. So, because grace helps us to win. You know, sin, sickness, Jesus went to the cross and all our sickness were laid on him. Everything, any sickness you can think about, they were laid on him. So, we cannot be oppressed by sickness. We cannot be afraid of sickness. Because what is happening now with COVID-19? I think people, Christians, have forgot that God can heal. I think people, I don't know if we have magnified so much this COVID-19 that even our faith is squashed into it. That we don't believe that Jesus can heal sicknesses. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So be confident and understand that Jesus can still heal you. He can heal you. It does not matter what they call it. The Bible tells us that the name of Jesus is above every other name. It is above even COVID-19. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said your grace persevere us and comfort, encourage, and strengthen us. We are strengthened when we understand grace. We are strengthened. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when you feel weak, just confess that. Father, I thank you because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I am strengthened in the name of Jesus. With the Holy Spirit in us, 
You can ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. He's always there. You can just talk to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this grace is very, very active. It's very active. And it's continuously working in our lives. Hallelujah. It's continuously working in our lives. Think about Paul. Paul rested so much in that grace. He rested so much. He was just resting on God's grace. No wonder he could do so much. More than all the, the disciples. Even those that worked with Jesus. He, was, he didn't work with Jesus, but he did so much. Because he was resting on God's grace. He told us, he says that God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. That goes for us today. His grace is sufficient for us. What do you want to do? There's more grace for you to accomplish whatever you want to do. I don't know if you are you're catching what is happening in the spirit. I, I feel that since we started teaching about this grace, I had this, that peace. I don't know if you're feeling it or it's just me. <laughs> There's no no struggle, no or maybe I'm talking from my, from my personal experience that <laughs> ever since I I, I since the Sana knows I've been telling her when we were talking about another issue and she says, I'm going to pray. I said to her, Nina, I'm not going to pray. Because the Lord has already done it according to me. I I, I'm in that place where there's peace. There's no there's no struggle. And I'm not saying that that I'm not praying. I'm praying. But I'm praying for you. I'm praying for the gospel to move forward. I'm praying for, you know, but I can't pray for myself. I can't, I can't, I can't say it. But I'm enjoying peace. And you know that there's peace I'm enjoying. I believe it's that peace that Jesus promised the disciples. He says that peace, I live with you. Peace from above. The peace that the world don't understand. He says, I live with you. And I believe that that is that peace that I'm enjoying now. So embrace grace. You will have peace. You will have peace. It does not matter what is happening around you. You just see God in every situation. You just see God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we have the fullness of grace. We have it. We have it. It's time to enjoy it. <laughs> Amen? Amen? You serve. Serve God by grace. Serve Him by grace. Just love God. Just, oh, just give yourself to Him. Completely. Offer yourself. The Bible says that we must offer our bodies to him as holy and sacrifice of praise. So he can use us. Hallelujah. So that purpose that he created us for can be, you know, can can we can fulfill that purpose. 
What did you came to do to this in this earth? What did you came to do in this ministry? Are you fulfilling your purpose? Or you're running after somebody's purpose? Do you know why you're here? Ask Grace, and will tell you. Grace will tell you. This is what I want you to be doing. And as I've said when I started, when he tells you, be zealous. Go for it with everything. Go for it with everything. No wonder he said that, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Everything else shall come to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and just pray. While you're seated, Oh, just receive the fullness of grace. Kurava shaka arava subaha. Maria manto karibo shaka arava subaha. Longa derebo suba kotodia manta kabarava saha. Kurava suma kerebo shaka arava subaha. Roto kurava subaha manta kabaya. Any area where you need grace, just say, Lord, give me grace for this. I receive grace tonight. Father God, we are excited about this revelation that you brought to us, O God. Baribo shakaria bo somanto karia ba sobaha. Bulonga nerebo shakadonia somakatoria ba saha. Poyo baraba somakerebo shia. Poyo baraba somanto koria ba saha. Lingoraba shakabarabaha. Bora somanto kerebo shakaria ba sobaha. Barian somakotoria ba somakerebo shia. Oh, Baraba Sumanta Kabariabaha, Poya Baraba Sumaha, Horobo Shakabaraha, Horobo Sumanta Kabayemerebusia. Oh Lord, we receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Lingaraba Sumaha, we are reigning with Him. Parebo Sumanta Kabarebusaha, Horaba Shakariaba Sumanta Kabaya. We bless your holy name. We give you praise, O oh God. We magnify your holy name. O oh, great I am. There is no one like you. How we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Let's give our offerings to thank God for, for what he has done in our lives. And to so